0: He said to me, do you, do you have a brother? And I really liked her and wanted him to be my friend, and I thought he wouldn't be my friend if, if I don't tell him that I have a brother. So I said, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. And so he went, great, is he around? And I went, um, he's, he's asleep. He's asleep at the moment. Um, he really likes to have an afternoon nap, and um, maybe maybe another time stay a while amid the British charm that is called my brain. I'm a journalist and pastor in California, but don't hold that against me. I wasn't brainwashed. I chose to leave my atheism on my own accord, consequently after two sips of Kool-Aid. But that's for another time. These opinions are my own most of the time. The humour was learned of a book I found in a hedge, and the dreamer in me, well, she's here to stay. So, you're very welcome. Friends, Romans, countrymen, I have been travelling. That is no excuse. And I'm also not going to apologize anymore for the fact that I've been delayed in these podcasts. I think we'd just be grateful that I sat down and actually spoke and recorded something within eight weeks. So I'm going to try very hard not to apologize anymore and just give myself a little bit more grace because I don't know how many cities I've been traveling to since September. Um, and I'm currently home in the UK because I surprised my mother for Christmas and how delighted she was. Um, and of course, I'm going straight back um, due to many beautiful things lined up. So here we go. I really just wanted to talk to you uh This has been something that's been brewing in me for the last few months and I've waited to talk about it um, because sometimes when things are so close to home, I don't like to record straight away. there are a few reasons for that. One is it's too fresh and I haven't had time to reflect on things. Secondly, I think it's actually very important to make sure that even just your own personal experience doesn't become your lifelong doctrine or opinion. Um, It could just be that you have had an interesting occurrence of these things showing up again and again. doesn't mean to say that it's regular for the world. And so I have to sit on these things for a couple of months just to see if they are in fact something... Useful and apt for you guys, not just for me. And what I've noticed even in the last few weeks has been that this is actually a concurrent theme for quite a few people. And that is the art of truth-telling. This is called The Truth Tellers because I was looking upon my life and I was looking, you know, I'm coming to the big 4-0 oh, this year. And I'm actually very excited about it because I don't think I've ever enjoyed being me as i have even in the last few months i've found this sort of lovely space now i can really accept my story not wish that it was something different and um i think that's taken an awful lot of courage honestly to face some of the things that could have held me back from that perspective um and honestly i don't i don't regret anything i've chosen to do or or any of the paths that i did take and on that journey of course I'm always looking at my friends the ones who've been in it for many decades the ones that were in it for a season the ones that were in it for a reason and I always look at the ones that why why did I hold on to these ones why was I so loyal so dedicated to these particular crew why has it been easy for me to choose to um no matter where I am in the world write them a hand, handwritten letter and uh, and check in regularly um And the only one common denominator, I can't put it down to faith because a lot of these guys don't, Um, I would say the one thing that they all share in common are that they tell the truth. And that might be just a very obvious thing to say, but I mean really tell the truth. I mean they're truth tellers to the core. They side by truth over their own um, need to be, you know, a people pleaser, their need to be uh, approved by the crowd is is much less than their need to be aligned with the truth. And so I think this is this podcast is really dedicated to my friends who are the truth tellers. It's also dedicated to the ones that are feeling completely mad. Let me explain. When I was really little, I was not void of telling the odd lie. I was certainly creative and very imaginative and because i had no maturity and i had no life lesson yet my pride my fear my embarrassment my need to look more impressive or just not look wrong <laughs> became more important than the truth and so uh, for example I, when i was seven I <laughs> I actually chose to um, make up quite a substantial lie that not only will get me into a huge amount of trouble later down the line, but... I- I don't know why I did it in the first place because it just wasn't something that I could continue to keep up. But that's what happens with lies, right? We, on the spur of the moment, try and get ourselves out of out of something just so then we don't look that terrible or that bad or we're just embarrassed to be different. Whatever that thing is, we took a short-term fix with a lie instead of telling the truth. And I come from a country which is so wrapped up in the importance of Sweeping something under the carpet. Pretending it didn't happen. um, Not being vulnerable. Not showing your vulnerabilities with somebody else. Because that instantly lowers you on the status of who is more powerful. Unfortunately. That's just how this country is. And I mean England. Has evolved so to speak. You only need to watch The Crown and the three series of it. To see how we actually function. One of my friends actually uh, messaged me from America the other day. Saying I just was watching this program on very British problems. And she said, knowing your heart and knowing your heart for the truth and knowing that all of your friends around you stick to the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God when it comes to our friendship with you, your country must have driven you mad. And it did because I was so hungry for the truth and I could walk into a room and feel and still to have this today, I can feel something's not right. Everyone might be having smiley faces on. Everyone might be alluding to everything's fine. But I think because of the journey that I went on in my childhood and the things that I discovered in my 18 18 to 23 years of age, I was very, very obsessed with truth because the lack of truth, the lack of people telling me the honest truth actually stunted me somehow in building trust with other people now of course i've done a podcast already on building trust with other people but one of the greatest factors about building trust or keeping trust with people is to tell the truth and my team have always often said and it's funny you know even just in the other week um one of the members of my team said carrie you know i get so nervous about what you're about to talk about on the podcast because it always seems to evidently show up in our lives at the same time and so uh one of those team members helps me um, take care of my properties up in Northern California and uh, it's it's been quite an interesting journey because um, I've had some brilliant guests over the over the year of having my Airbnb properties and um, this is the first time that someone had stolen something but not only stolen something that actually replaced it with a very similar item but a different color and I'd we basically said yeah that's not our our object would you mind returning it please and in the shape that it was because the one that you've replaced it with and dismounted it from the wall and placed it with something else is now broken and is just not a very nice object you've left us and uh, the guests continue to just talk about the fact that they'd had a cleaner just before they were checking out I thought why would you have a cleaner when you're literally just paying for cleaning to be taking place straight afterwards and this continued and continued in the in the chase for this thing to be returned, it was returned, but it was returned broken and so these lies just continued on and on and on about what this this the what the journey was. There was no there was no ownership of just doing something wrong and it's so much easier to navigate a problem and a conflict when someone can just take ownership and tell the truth and sometimes people take half ownership so they can't seem to have the humility to go dang i got it wrong i'm so sorry you know cut back to me when i was seven we just moved into this new village my parents traveled quite a lot during my younger years and In this particular year, we'd moved to this village, and I was, quite a few new houses had sort of uh, turned up onto the scene, so we were all kind of becoming friends with each other, and I was the only child that was an only child out of the entire community, and I was kind of feeling embarrassed that I didn't have a brother or a sister, and so when I'd met these, and everyone was playing with each other's brothers and sisters, and I didn't have anyone to bring to the table, if that makes sense, so... I was feeling, for the first time in my life, I was feeling very embarrassed about it. And I had decided to go along with when someone said, uh, one one of these kids that lived next door to me, he was a brother of a girl, and he said to me, do you, do you have a brother? And I really liked him and wanted him to be my friend, and I thought he wouldn't be my friend if, if I don't tell him that I have a brother. So I said, yes, <laughs> yes I do. And so he went, great, is he around? And I went, Um, he's he's asleep. He's asleep at the moment. Um, he really likes to have an afternoon nap. And um, maybe maybe another time. I don't know how I thought. Maybe I thought I was going to make a friend with someone so close that they would finally lie to me, for me, and say that they were my brother to everybody else. I don't know. Either way, this continual question was, was obviously rearing up an awful lot because I told this person that I had a brother and all he wanted to do was pray, play with my brother and I didn't know how to break it to him weeks later that I didn't have one so uh, he said I don't know whether this is actually true that you have a brother and I was like of course it is how rude how rude. would you really think I would make up a brother if I didn't have one and he was like no but that's why I'd like to meet him so I was like right so I invited him and his sister to come to my house, and I, <laughs> I, I basically um, packed into my under my bunk bed and into my duvet cover a bunch of teddy bears and made it look like he was sleeping in in his bedroom. But the first sign, of course, that I was lying was the fact that my brother had inordinate amounts of um, wallpaper that was Care Bear and all the Care Bears around and Doll's houses so that probably was probably the first time this was not his bedroom and then of course I was like you know if you don't mind just staying at the door because um, you know he's very tired a lot of the time so anyway of course by the time they came a little bit closer into the room they were like that's that's a bunch of teddy bears stuffed under the duvet cover isn't it and I was like yeah yeah it is and I'll be honest with you I don't think they really wanted to believe anything I told them after that and I wouldn't blame them of course this was you know many years ago uh, when I was 23 no I'm joking I was seven I was seven years of age so you know there's some some grace obviously not all but it was literally a year of lying for me, and I sort of was had stolen money out of my mum's purse that I seemed to have thought she wouldn't notice, and and because she had just technically taken money out of her purse towards me anyway, I just didn't think I needed to ask her, and so I sort of, I went to go and you know. Buy, random things from the newsagent, of which were you know sort of Q-tips and those kind of things, and, you know, my mum was like, listen. I think we've noticed that there's some money missing from my purse. Have you been stealing? Anyway, so I'm, lo and behold, I did uh, confess and I said, yes, I did. And, and, and it was I was very, very rebellious at the age of seven. Just that particular year, the rest of my life, I was sort of misguided tissues. And if anything, it, um, uh, the lying had stopped. We'll all be glad to know. But we seem to think that it's full blatant lying that is what stops us from being a truth teller. I might like to propose that avoiding moments in which you need to tell the truth are as bad as full-blown lying (laughs) and i think over and over again i look into the gospel about how our lord just loves people who tell the truth and when peter was denying who his relation what his relationship was with our lord that was so painful for our lord because of the disloyalty because of the refusal to show his loyalty The fact that Christ asked Peter to be so loyal that he'd be willing to lose his own life for the loyalty towards him, it says that loyalty is actually very, very important to God, to truth. And so my heart that I I long for in this journey that we're coming up to 2010, we're talking about trying to find clarity, trying to find that this is the year of clarity, right? This is the year of vision, which I know is a beautiful almost cliched sentiment for 2020 now because we were talking about 2020 for probably about six months and now we're here I'd like to propose that actually in order to be able to navigate clarity you have to be able to know how to look through a clear lens and looking through a clear lens actually requires an intentionality towards truth and I do honestly believe that the greatest of truth tellers are the are also the wisest people they are also the most level headed and they are also um, so integral to tell the truth to anyone that needs to hear it, including on behalf of other people and in this particular country we've been known to not tell the truth if we don't think it's appropriate or not tell the truth if we don't want to rock the boat or don't want to make things more difficult but if we're looking at truth <laughs> through a gospel lens, it's often not been appropriate. It's often been in the middle of a crowd. It's often been to turn a table over in the middle of a marketplace when someone was doing something wrong. And I've, I've found that my longest-term friends have been the ones that not only tell me the truth when I need to hear it, but they're willing to tell the truth on behalf of myself when I'm not in the room, That means when they're uh, sticking up for other people who have not been willing to look at their own faults or failings. Um, And people that are actually willing to sacrifice something for themselves in order to be able to um, show a loyalty towards friendship. Let me give you an example. There was a couple that um, were both well-known faces on the red carpet. They'd been together for an incredibly long time. And I met both of them at the party. And a few years later, I met the woman at the party. And by the second time I'd met this woman, uh, they'd broken up. And this particular man had had ultimate affairs, huge amounts of um, adultery taking place in their long-term relationship. And she was actually the one that had made him famous. However, he was now more famous than she was. And in the division, of those two, two things came to mind for her. Number one was, wow, people don't tell the truth when it comes to something that might give them favor. So they were more interested in the favor of this guy than they were about, you better go and tell your girl what you're doing, otherwise we're gonna talk to her about it. Secondly, the fact that people didn't wanna get into the middle of it, the fact that people didn't actually want to feel like it was their business well if they've been aware of it more than the girl that's involved in their own relationship has been aware of it it means it is actually your business to discuss and actually challenge or at least give people the opportunity to be able to speak their their choice in their mind and I would say I've had um, moments myself where I've been made aware of an affair and I've gone you've got 24 hours to actually talk to this girl about it if not I'm going to and that can lose me a friendship. It can be inappropriate. I can be accused of being in the middle of something. But the reality is, is that we all need to be wired towards the truth and actually have a law relationship with the truth. So um, this journey that I often see of people not being willing to be um, truthful in the name of comfort, is very disconcerting for me. And it was actually a place that I actually, one of the things I loved about being in America was the fact that I was actually surrounded by friends who rarely talked about their friends behind their back and if it was behind their back it was normally to seek an advice or an understanding of how to navigate something with that person but they were never void of the truth completely themselves they were always confronted in the moment and then they were given a decision and a choice as to whether they wanted to continue that um, that truth themselves I think when you've been on the other side of lies and this is where I started to really get a very passionate drive for truth ever since probably the age of 21 22 I was watching myself now being lighty, whether it was the basis of dating an alcoholic boyfriend. I only did that once, but it wasn't fun to do just because there are so many things I didn't know what were happening behind my back. Um, or uh, watching the disloyalty of a, a girl being a very close friend to you but choosing the male affections and the male affirmations instead and so you lose your friendship because you actually don't trust where the loyalty lies when... when, when when it really comes to the crunch you know and so my heart for people to say the truth has not just been for the sake of justice it's actually been for the sake of their own growth everything from the addict denying the fact that they actually have a problem to um to gossip to slander to uh people actually say negative things about other people or or actually putting down a relationship or the the propensity of relationship because they have their own hidden agenda towards what that should have been and so I think my journey is if we're really looking at what revival looks like if we're really choosing to go into 2020 with a sense of this could be amazing revival could actually take place well that has to be stewarded somehow and it's not going to be stewarded on people that are not telling the truth and i remember i i have a boss in america who i have many bosses in america but one of them is so loved and so So overwhelmingly loved in the environment because he has this ability to tell the truth. He's also very frustrating for a lot of people because he tells the truth. And he's also, but he's also learned how to deliver the truth in a way that is more compassionate, is kinder, and is equally for the best of that person, not for telling the truth just for the sake of it. And this is the key of how do we tell the truth when it's really uncomfortable, when it doesn't feel appropriate, when it doesn't feel um, when we're on the fence, when we want to be on the fence because it's more comfortable. Well, for me, I, I th- why would we want to be so aligned to the truth? Well, there's a few things here. One is it's the fastest way to grow. This is if we're looking at self-benefit here, staying along to the truth, even if it's the subtleties of... I don't know, being undercharged at a restaurant. Uh, the amount of times where someone's not added a drink on that we actually had extra of. I'll call the waiter over and go, you didn't add that extra drink to us. And they're so stunned that we didn't walk away <laughs> um, with, without charging ourselves, if that makes sense, for an extra piece of taste of the evening. What makes it interesting for me is just the response that people are so surprised that we're honest. I'm like, but this is what we should be. Where do we think it was okay to take advantage of somebody else? Where do we think it was all right that when we see our friend in pain, that we just sit there, have a moan about that person, but refuse to say anything else to the person that's actually caused the crime? It's actually, to me, a form of cowardice. It's actually, it highlights a lot of other things going on with you. Sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's just people-pleasing. And I remember having a conversation with a friend about a month ago in Carmel. And we were both, I was actually thanking everyone around the table for Thanksgiving in this beautiful house in Carmel. I was thanking them all for being truth-tellers. Because I realized they were the ones that I go to when I'm most in pain, when I'm also... um, most excited about something there have been products that have happened to me but there aren't very many people I can actually trust the truth with whether it's exciting or whether it's painful because I don't know in their journey I've watched these friends who tell the truth sacrifice themselves be willing to look like the idiot be willing to look wrong be willing to look inappropriate be willing to actually lose some friends for the sake of telling the truth. And it's those reasons and those people alone that I would actually share all of my information and all of the secrets and all the stuff in front of them. And sometimes it's not until you're given the truth or giving the truth to somebody else and how they're gonna handle it, that you actually realize that they are a true and dear friend to you, or they've let you down. <laughs> and I guess one of my things that I'm, I'm wanting to share today, the ones that I, I've, I'm charging of you probably feel mad are the ones that are so aligned to the truth but they often feel so isolated and so misunderstood because they're witnessing gossipers they're witnessing people batmouthing other people behind their back but not confronting it all the details to, the, to their face they're feeling mad because they can actually sense that someone feels a different truth but they're not actually communicating that to you And so much of the time, this is actually just communication skills as much as anything, because I was quite nervous about telling the truth when I was much, much younger, Um, because whenever I did finally tell the truth, it would erupt. It It would just be blurted out. And I didn't know how to tell the truth with kindness, with compassion, without cruelty, without manipulation. And it's only been probably in the journey of being a pastor that yes you always hear two sides of the story and there's always a third one which is the truth and some level with our own experiences and our life's experiences we will build code systems things that we believe are completely true um i've mentioned this before about women saying there are no good guys around there well that could be their truth for their own journey but that doesn't necessarily mean that they've done enough research to show that that isn't the truth and so if you're looking when you're asking the question what is truth Well, it's gospel-orientated. It's actually looking at the true um, actions and motivations behind what we're doing. So even if I see someone's done something, um, or they're even accusing someone of something else, I actually ask for details. And sometimes it drives people up the wall that I even ask this question. Because in the end of the day, I'm not someone that feels... I'm not someone that feels the truth. I'm someone that has to learn the truth because what I feel can be very, very different. I could have an instinct or a discernment that something's not right in the room. And if I've got truth tellers in the room, they'll actually share with me, if I'm if I'm asking the question, the right questions, they'll share with me that particular um, truth to me. Um, but what I've noticed over the years of being a pastor the art of throwing the ball not too hard and what I mean by that is and, and my boss would call this the soft toss he's he we've witnessed times where we've had to confront people on their on their behavior or potentially they've done something to hurt somebody else and one of the things that that I've noticed is whether I've been in the room at the time or somebody else has been in the room at the time, the, the conversation of like, I said all the right things, I didn't defend their character, and yet they left crying. So what did I do wrong in telling the truth? And my boss would go, y- you said all the right things with all the right explanations and with all the details to back up what you're saying rather than it being vague. But at the same time, you didn't throw the ball softly enough for them to catch and so instead it just came a little too strong and so therefore that's got to be challenged a little bit on your journey what can happen is we might tell the truth but maybe because they're defensive, maybe because they're not willing to hear it, maybe because they're too, they haven't been taught how to take ownership of something, um, they get defensive and push back, well if they do that, it sometimes I can put, I've, I've certainly done this myself, I've pushed too hard the truth, and then it's just fallen on flat ears, and then they just feel like you're not on their side, and so, I think one of the things for me is when I'm telling someone the truth about, "Hey, this is what I was looking for, and this is what was not delivered." Um, and I've also challenged people. when I've known their lie, when I've known they've lied to me, if they've taken ownership of, of the lies in the, in the confrontation, then we can move on. I can't move on in friendships if I've been very made aware of a lie that was given to me by a a third party that has no reason to lie and they've not been willing to take ownership of that lie that's a real that's a hard one for me to move on from Um, if they say sorry if they take ownership that's a whole different ball game but it's really hard to move forward when when you've broken trust that much when someone is not aligning with the truth and so there can be times where we catch people out, and we go, "Hey, that that wasn't great, and actually, you didn't do a good job there, and that was kind of disappointing." And one of the things that they talk about with leaders, I remember Jordan B. Peterson was on a, a a very well known. I think this might be might have been an interview that sort of made him famous was an interview on Channel 4 that he'd done with a female TV presenter, and she, at the time, was clearly frustrated about the fact that there were other TV presenters, male, who were being paid more than what she was. And she was basically putting this to Jordan B. Peterson and saying, well, obviously there's prejudice in, in the network to suggest that these guys are being paid more and we're doing exactly the same job. There's, there's clearly prejudice there. And Jordan was trying to explain that actually that could be the case. But there are other reasons why many women are not necessarily given the place of leadership like we might wish them to. Um, One is obviously you've got to be accurate for the job description and you have to have the skills for that. That's one of the Reasons. So we can't just give the job just for the sake of the fact that they are female. But one of the natural, beautiful things about women and the wiring of women is that they have um, the, the majority of them have this sort of nurturing comforter thing. And they're also very agreeable. It's part of the mother nesting thing that we do as women is we just come together and try and look out for the nest and try and take care of everyone. And we're harmonious. But being in leadership actually requires you not to be agreeable sometimes. It requires you to um, to not be able to say no sometimes and to be able to say no. <laughs> it really depends on what the truth is. Momentum is built on truth. It is not built on harmony. And one of the things that I, th- I wish that we could sort of surmise at some point is this understanding that truth doesn't have to be delivered in a way that is cruel. It actually can be thrown ever so swiftly, softly, kindly, given with a vision of why I'm giving you this truth. I'm giving you this truth because I actually don't want to lose trust with you. I'm giving you this truth because I'm actually seeing yourself hurting yourself more than if you'd just taken ownership of this. I'm giving you this truth because someone and so has been really hurt by you and you're pretending like none of this matters. Well, actually, I think you need to recognize that someone's hurting, regardless of whether you think it matters or not, someone else is hurting, hurting and you need to go and show that you care. Whatever the thing is, it's so important that we have a capacity to not sit on the fence anymore because we are in this very divisive world. And I would say this, a lot of people love to tell the truth online or what they believe to be their truth. But I would suggest that those people are not truth tellers either because they will do it online, but they were not willing to be confronted. They're They're willing to argue against, but they're not willing to be confronted and change their tune. It's why I have a real issue, mm. real issue with people that have an issue with my church and they moan about it to each other. They might moan about it online or comment on someone's Instagram account. Um, but they never actually have a meeting with anyone in the church. They never really sit down and go, can I ask and understand why you do what you do? Can you just help me understand that? And uh, I, that's why I never really spend much time watching YouTube channels of people that have spent almost their livelihood living on lies and pretending and really believing that it's the truth. But I would suggest it's religion that's creeping in there. And religion is telling them they need to defend God. God doesn't need to be defended. He needs to be emulated. And I don't believe that God would sit on a YouTube channel and moan and berate a bunch of other people he would be willing to talk the truth to people that actually want to hear it and how many times was he speaking to a crowd and inappropriately some might say he would challenge the behavior of people in the audience well in britain we'd say that was well probably shouldn't have done that now it's become slightly uncomfortable in the room but actually i i would suggest that these people were challenging him first And so we're looking for the soil. We're looking for the people that are actually wanting to hear the truth. I'm not going to waste my time on people that don't want to. And I'm really not going to waste my time spending efforts or energy criticizing and bringing what I believe to be the truth on a forum where there is no real resolve or results made. I'm not just going to sit on Instagram and talk about. Things that need to change in the world. I'm actually going to start having coalition meetings. I'm actually going to meet with members of the government. I'm actually going to do whatever I can to start making things actually change. And we all have a voice. We all need to use it well and we all need to use it with a sense of compassion and dignity and integrity. I'm never really going to listen to the truth of someone when it's motivated by a few things people ple- pleasing, fear of man, which is the same thing but slightly different. Don't ask me what the difference is. I I don't think I remember now. (laughs) They don't care to sit on the fence. They they don't use God to deflect away from a responsibility or to avoid the responsibility of telling the truth. (laughs) And they have humility to take and listen to truth as much as give it. And that is what I I would say I love so much about my friendship group, is that um, I have probably 10 opportunities a day for people to kick my butt if they wish to. And in allowing them to kick my butt, they'll tell me things that I may not wanna hear, but it's really important for me to hear it because then I'm just going to start believing my own lines, my own denial, which we all have on some level, because sometimes we don't want to admit to the truth in us. And if the truth sets us free, then we need to make sure that we are surrounded by truth tellers. And if you've been someone that feels like you're going mad because you're the only one that is really honestly wanting to talk about the truth and no one else is around you, then maybe it's you that leads the movement of truth in your own family, in your own workplace, in your own environment. Maybe it's you that actually sets the tone of how to deliver the truth, but with so much love and with so much kindness. One of my friends, Kim Johnson, has this brilliant brilliant ability to go, I love you. That's what she says for, I love you, my friend. But, this is da-da-da-da-da, this is is what you're going to do if you don't do this. I was on some level procrastinating moving to Los Angeles for a few reasons, and they were good reasons, I will say that, Um, and I nearly procrastinated again for one reason, to move to Los Angeles only a few months ago, and it was her that sort of sat me down and go, I love you, my friend, but you've you fought hard for the environment that you're in right now they love you and they're sending you off in the sense of you've been waiting for the send-off they're willing to give you the send-off now and so now's the time to actually embrace the fact that this is terrifying for you not to go out into a secular world like i used to i've actually been dying for that but actually terrifying to go into an environment where i actually haven't found uh, huge amounts of people to be necessarily loyal. I haven't. I don't believe Los Angeles is necessarily the place to hold truth tellers. I think they often go for uh, favored ones, influence, uh, rich, <laughs> rich is favored over poor, famous is favored over less famous. Um, I've witnessed it a lot, and my heart for truth telling was so strong. I would rather be in a much smaller town that has not given me many options after 8.30 at night. But I would say this, it's lovely to live in Los Angeles now. I know that, you know, I don't... My only option isn't just the mozzarella, mozzarella sticks at, at Applebee's. It's... I just can't tell you what a life-changing fact that is. Um, I digress. What was I talking about? I can't even remember what I was talking about now. My father, when he was uh full-time minister he we knew this young little boy in uh church he must have been about five and uh (laughs) he was just reputed to lie just lie in such extraordinary ways so things like you know and and to a point where it was so well known um you know how you have some pastors or preachers that sort of open with a joke Well, he opened up um, every sermon with this little kid that just lied and he let's call him let's call him Godfrey we would go Godfrey what happened this morning and then he'd be like deadpan dead dry as a bone he would go my sister punched me in the face he'd be like, did she? hey and then he'd call, let's call her Sarah. Sarah, do you mind coming up to the front? And of course, everyone was just laughing uncontrollably. Is that true? Did, your, did you punch Godfrey, your brother, in the face? And she'd be like, um, no. No, I did not. And you see my life and what I have to put up with. Who knows what he's going to accuse me of next. <laughs> and so it just be this hilarious, you know, or his house set on fire or you know many wonderful things and you know at at five or even seven it's amusing isn't it it's always fun to tell a, a tiny fib especially when it's down to you know your house burning down or you know that your mother is you know, Jermaine Greer, I don't know, whatever the lie is, and I don't know why you'd wish to lie lie about that, that your mother was Jermaine Greer, um, I have no issues about that, I just don't know why, why you would lie about that, anyway, um, I just, I don't know. I just find it quite fascinating that we have, have uh, somewhere down the line, if you have not been hurt by lies yourself, if you've been able to get away with quite literally murder, um, or you've faced with (laughs) um, situations like some of the girls I've met in my life, well, they've been held at gunpoint with an AK-47 and told to deny Christ. And that's a moment that you'd 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 forgive them if they had lied for the sake of their own life, you know? And yet, these women have become my heroes because at the age of 15, when they're running from Boko Haram and they're told to deny Christ and they have an AK-47 put at their head, and they go, no, I will not deny my Lord. At 15, they chose to speak the truth and nothing but their truth? Well, sweetheart, you had me at... No. (laughs) I think I'd rather turn my wounds into my wisdom than I would avoid wounds altogether in the name of keeping safe, keeping comfortable, Keeping, keeping up with the approval of the crowd. I'd rather be lonely and speak the truth. I'd rather look inappropriate and speak the truth. I'd rather be trusted by my friends for my loyalty to them and speak the truth, both on their behalf and towards them, than supplicate some of my own needs that actually are false lies. And, you know, Henry David Thoreau said this beautiful line once, and he said, rather than love, than money, than fame, give me truth. And I would say that the highly favoured people, the ones who really, really are trusted with glory, and I mean glory on a substantial scale, are the ones that tell the truth and nothing but the truth. And as you come into 2020, and as you're asking for more clarity, perhaps, for more vision, for more wisdom, start with truth, end with truth. Always buffer it with kindness. Always buffer it without, with It's got to have a motivation that is for the benefit of the other people, not just yourself. If the benefit is just for yourself, then forget it. But if the benefit is for you or your friendship... If it's for other people in particular, then you'll probably find a much healthier motivation. Truth isn't based on how you'll feel. It often hurts, not just others, but ourselves. It does not surmise itself for a popularity vote. Truth isn't loyal. It is not appropriate. It creates discomfort. But I would say this, truth-tellers have a hunger for growth. They're wiser than the most and will also be the most free people I know. And I really feel like there are a couple of people listening to this. When you listen to this, I feel like you are... There's something that often when I speak, this happens, that people start to have something come up in them whether it's a story um, a scenario a current scenario a scenario that's just happening or one that you're currently at a crossroads on I actually felt like there are a couple of people that are actually in emotional affairs right now that um, have not been bringing the truth in their own marriage or in their own relationship Um, and that's been going on for a while mainly because when you have tried to bring the truth it's been met with Um, perhaps iciness or coldness or just disappointment the person didn't want to you know join you with the truth and so it's been quiet for a while in your relationship in the sense there's been no arguments there's been no confrontation or conflict some of you guys might pride yourself on that I would stay away from the ones that never wish to have confrontation or conflict or an argument Um, they're often the ones that have a culture of harmony rather than a culture of honor and a culture of honor is not a culture of harmony just for the record (laughs) it really isn't and um i've been having conversations with some of my bosses recently of uh church leaders and church plants and people that can create um longevity in their churches are the ones that tell the truth are willing to hear the truth from other people and other accountability especially if they're older or wiser or have been in a movement for longer and it's been more successful if they're not willing to listen to those people I get worried about the longevity of the church that these guys are leading honestly um so I I really actually look at the moment for not just people that have anointing I actually look for people that um that are very much accountable to a bunch of elders that are older than wiser than them have more fruit in their life than we do and they're willing to be adaptable and change according to the truth but there are times that i feel like there's this situation at the moment for a, maybe a couple of years for some reason i've got two people in mind that are listening to this have uh, basically been enjoying the company, the attention, the connection even with somebody else, and you haven't physically done anything, so therefore you don't feel the need to challenge yourself with any truths. It suggests that, suggest that uh, this has actually been really entertaining. The connection and, the, and the, the kind of bonding you've been having with another person outside of your relationship is actually um, it's been a great distraction but it's not helping you speak the truth in your own relationship or marriage. And I actually felt like this wasn't like, um, this isn't a telling off. This isn't even a butt kinky. This is just saying you've actually got some options right now to actually say the truth, which is I'm emotionally affected by this other person. I'm actually getting connected with this other person and I need to be truthful about it. Um, before it's becoming too late before i then have to do the obvious confession of um oh this went too far we were on our own one evening whatever the things are sometimes when i'm talking about those ones that are feeling mad you're the ones that actually can see it coming you're the ones that can see the truth come ahead before it actually arrives you're quite christ-like like that he saw stuff coming before it arose and tried to give people a heads up And those ones that have been giving a heads up, some of you have been given this heads up, but you're actually not the kind of soil, you're rocky hard ground. It's really hard to be able to pour truth into you right now because you facing the truth is too painful. Or it makes you not as perfect as you thought you were. And perfectionists are often the hardest people to have truth with. (laughs) They're the hardest people to be able to speak into um, the honest truth. I'm the one that, if I'm given some feedback, I want the details of that so I can do something about it. It doesn't help me to hear a very vague um, criticism. I actually want to hear the details of it. So for me, um, if I really do think that they're... I'm giving a heads up to those. that are like, yeah, I do get a lot of comfort out of this particular friendship, relationship, whatever this thing is. Maybe it's a work relationship um, that has just create a little bit too much attention now. And so my heart for you is, you've actually got an opportunity to bring the truth into your own marriage, into your own relationship, that actually could save it from the brink of falling off the precipice of this giant cliff that is total betrayal and dishonesty. And um, for the ones that feel like they're going mad, and especially if you just has Christmas, with a bunch of people that don't speak the truth with each other, find out ways find one person in your family or one person that you know will get you or have respect for the heart that you have a truth for everything that you lead through and sit down with them and go this is my heart for the truth this is how i think we could resolve the conflicts in our family in our marriage in our relationship in our working environment how do we bring this to the table how do we create a culture of honor not a culture of harmony because i'm actually going mad i'm going insane because some people are trying to justify why they're sitting on the fence and you don't want to be in a you don't want to be in a culture where everyone's trying to sit on the fence a momentum doesn't happen b no one knows who they can trust c truth is always challenging you to give them space to show up to give for the light to actually shine through the darkness And if truth is related to the light, if truth is related to freedom in the gospel, then that means that truth and light have a very beautiful conversation with each other, often and regularly. And we need to be having a lot of conversations with the truth and the light. And that also means actually sometimes there's a denial for some of you guys that are coming into 2020. And some people really have big dreams for you, but you don't believe it. You don't know whether you're worth it. You don't know whether you deserve it. And, um... I think sometimes when it comes to that that horrible line that I've heard people say of what well, they don't know won't hurt them. Well, actually let's just let's just bring the truth out of that one sentence right now and say what they what they don't know won't hurt you. That's the reason why you're not telling them is because you're worried about the fact that it'll lose you benefits, that it'll lose you the performance and the and the facade that we've been living in so far. But actually, and yes it is going to hurt them. But telling the truth, often when I'm, when I'm dealing with a, a couple that have gone through an affair and I ask them, what was, how did you find out about the affair? Were you told about the affair? Or do we have to go way further back in building that trust because he, you found them out? There's a whole different level of building that trust with your partner when you've discovered it yourself, when it was continuing to be hidden. So this is the same thing with any kind of truth. We must be willing to look at our own truth, but we must also start walking in the truth that the Lord has spoken Over This is the beauty of prophetic words over our life. This is why the likes of my bosses look over their prophetic words over and over because that is the truth that has been spoken over them by someone that could see and understand the detail of their life. It is to edify, to exhort someone into their destiny. So this isn't just about speaking the truth when it's uncomfortable this isn't about just speaking the truth um for the sake of it this is actually so that you can bring in to 2020 your dreams your aspirations a greater connection with your relationships a greater growth um i can i cannot tell you how many more people will actually start to give you favor because they trust you with the truth and they trust you with the integrity of holding the truth um some of the things that you'll often um, notice in truth tellers is they'll often be leaders in their environment and they are hungry to hear for the truth in their own life I've mentioned that already not just about the fact they're willing to give it they're willing to hear it and they want to hear it this is why often when you're dealing with I often hear this thing of you know you'll influence the influential I don't care about that because that's you are going with the wrong motivation what I do care about is the fact that um, we have this tendency to not tell the truth when we're wanting to influence the influential we'll want to tell them what we think they want to hear which how many of you understand that As an influential that's a joke and um, people who who are truth-tellers they don't change their mind every month because they've stuck with the truth, they stick with the truth for a long time. They can commit. The beautiful thing about truth-tellers, "Ah, oh, that's why I love them so much. They can commit to people, friendships, for decades and decades and decades. They are not avoidance of intimacy. They don't change their mind every five minutes about someone. And they also have an ability to overcome a conflict pretty quickly because they have a heart for truth and they value the person that brought it to them but if you'll find this if you bring the truth to someone and they can't handle it they'll distance themselves more and more and if, especially if they've lied then you're not going to expect that other person to want to recreate that friendship um, but if you are if willing to take humility if you're willing to take ownership over what you actually caused a conflict in, in the first place then I I can assure you the sky's the limit. I'm not joking you. When When I started to really look into truth itself, this is the most courageous path that anyone can take. It really is. It takes a lot of guts, but my God, when it's done right, the amount of energy and effort and exhaustion, that it takes to cover all that up, to live up to the pretense. I'm even talking, honestly, I'm even talking about girls who like guys, or the other way around. If you're pretending that you're a friend, but actually the truth is you're hoping there's something more than my sweet ones, just say the truth, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's just, even if, it's, if even if it could destroy your friendship please say the truth because you're not walking in truth right now making out your friends with them when you're <laughs> there's this tiny little glimmer that something's going to change and i would suggest that the ones that i've actually confessed my feelings towards and said but i'm so nervous about saying this because i'm um, i do love our friendship and i'm very happy to go back there if we need to well what's beautiful about it is that they'll either stay in your life because you told them the truth, or they'll bolt really quickly because you told them the truth. But I'd rather them stay in my life knowing the truth than staying around under a pretense that isn't me. And so, honestly, it's the greatest test of friendship. It's the greatest test of how to steward revival. And more than anything, I'm so enamored by the truth tellers they're my greatest heroes like I said from the 15 year old girl that stood up against an AK-47 against her head by Boko Haram and they would absolutely have pulled the trigger if they had not been so in awe from a woman that refused to be intimidated by manipulation of a gun and instead followed the very one that taught her about truth in the first place which was our Lord and I wish that we as a church got better at telling the truth the, one of the one of the, the catastrophic journeys that the Catholic Church, of, Church have gone through has been not not just the paedophilia that has come out in certain parts of the Catholic Church, but how we handled it. And even with what is going on right now in justice-orientated news and um, politics, I think one of the reasons, honestly, why why Trump came into that position that he did in the first place was the fact that what you saw is what you got. If people called him an idiot, he would agree and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, honestly, people were just done with performance, pretense, half-truths, half-lies. I think I think people were so done with that that that's why we've ended up being with pretty hardcore, unagreeable disagreeable people potentially leading in power because the heart that people want they just want to see people not on the fence they want to see people and I'm this isn't a Trump thing I'm not supporting him I'm not not supporting him I'm just saying you need to understand where the world is at and they're looking for the truth tellers and if you are not one of them and you are hoping that saying yes to everyone will win you the favor of your friends (laughs) to, I don't know, the industry that you're trying to climb up the ladder on. Well, let's just say this. The truth will come up at some point. And do you want to look like the idiot that tried to highlight the problem in the first place or the idiot that covered it up? I'd rather be the idiot that looked like a joke, looked inappropriate, embarrassed herself was too more vulnerable than everyone else was in the room than the one that's still following the crowd because she doesn't know how to tell the truth in her own right and so I guess that's my chirpy little subject for 2020 is quit talking out of your (laughs) behinds And start learning how to tell the truth with kindness, with compassion, with the soft throw that cares for the best of other people, not just the need of your own. Yeah, that's all I have to say on the matter of truth. Well, I have a thousand more things to say about it, but that's probably enough for now. If that's you on the emotional affair, I promise you, sorting out this side will be much much less difficult than sorting it out on the other side of betrayal. And additionally, you might find even more miracles if you bring the truth to the table in your own marriage than bringing the truth to someone that can't figure it out. It might be the harder path but the harder path is always the most noble path. And it's for that reason alone that I charge you to always tell the truth and be truthful to your friends and for your friends on behalf of your friends. Speak the truth when other people don't have a voice. And even when they do have a voice, if they're asking you to help them, don't sit on the fence. Sitting on the fence is for pansies, quite frankly. <laughs> and... uh And you'll lose a lot of friends in the end, which was often the motivation for you to try and stay on the fence in the first place. So, you're loved by me. Wherever you are on the journey, you're loved by me. But just know, telling the truth, and nothing but the truth, will help you immensely. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the carry on podcast i've so loved your messages if you're new to this um, then i'm on instagram at carrie gracie and you're welcome to dm me there i do read my own messages we do have a little team that helped me out with it as well and we have a facebook page that is called carrie lloyd funnily enough so uh, if there's anything you want me to talk about if there's anything you wish to get in touch with us about uh, then you can also go on to www.carrielloyd dot live that's my um, main website where you can contact us through there Um, always a pleasure never a chore darling